Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about where do you see yourself in five years? Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Before we actually get started today, I want to uh, encourage you. Go back and listen to some episodes you may have missed in the past. We have got so many in our backlog, so many episodes that we've done. I think we're getting close to 170 now. Um, it is really incredible what we've been uh, able to work on, what we've been blessed by the congregation here at Keller to um, to produce this this type of material and, and content for you all study, um, for y'all's encouragement, but also for... Uh, for y'all to take this and and start your own conversations. Uh, it's been really fun, really exciting. Uh, we're really closing in on two years now, so this this is incredible. Um, but anyways, I want to encourage you, over these past two years, go back and listen to some episodes that you may have missed in the past. Um, uh, find one that, that looks interesting to you and, and leave us a comment. Send us an email uh, with your thoughts about it and also any requests that you may have in the future. All right, so now that I've got that little plug out of the way, I want to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? So, Chris, asking me? yeah, I'm asking oh, you, okay, wh- asking where me? do you see yourself in five years? Uh, I see myself uh, still at Keller, uh, working with the, the missions and evangelism uh I guess, aspect of it, as well as the education. Uh, I see myself uh, possibly with, with one child, uh, maybe two, but uh, probably just one. We're, we're waiting a little bit, but I think five years from now, our, our goal is going to be to have at least one. Um, but most most importantly, I see myself just serving the Lord in whatever mm-hmm. capacity or way that I can. Um, you know, I... Over the last eight or nine years, I have come to the realization that there is not a whole lot uh, aside from serving the Lord that's really worth my time. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's things that I need to do for me to, you know, decompress or to do whatever, you know, and that may be just sitting on the couch and relaxing with my wife. But Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's worthwhile and that's not technically serving the Lord. Right. But uh, but there's not a whole lot in my life that I can do that's really worthwhile. There's a lot of things I can do that are a waste of time hmm. that don't benefit me, that don't benefit anybody else that may be fun to do and, yeah. and, and will take up some of my time because I don't think our work has to consist or our life has to consist of 24 seven work. Yeah. But, um, but I do think that, that I need to work on serving the Lord more efficiently, more effectively, uh, and, and more wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, if you were to ask me five years ago, where do you see yourself in five years? What are we in? Twenty twenty two now. So we are. it was the spring of twenty seventeen. You were still I was in high school, finishing my freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Um, That's right. You're getting old now. Yeah, and I was about to. I, I had plans to come to Keller Church of Christ to intern yeah. during the summer of twenty seventeen. Yeah. And if you'd asked me five years from now, where do you see yourself? Man, I would not have imagined what has happened in the last five years. Yeah. I went from meeting my wife that summer to graduating the semester early from college so we could get so I could get married to that little lady that I love to right after we got married, living through a pandemic for the past two years. Yeah. 
a year into that pandemic, the building at the congregation that I now work at, that my wife grew up at, that I interned at a few years previously, that building flooded and we've had to completely alter our plans for everything over the pe- this past year or so. Yeah. Um, and now we're closing in on two years of this podcast in which we have reached over, what is it, 70 different countries, over 1,300 different cities. It is incredible. If you had asked me five years ago, where do you see yourself in five years? I wouldn't have imagined any of this. Yeah. If you'd asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? I would have said, you know, maybe I graduated college and started at a, a, a smaller congregation with about 50 members, like a lot of Bible majors do right out of college, yeah. you know, because uh, a lot of larger congregations don't want to hire a kid right out of college because they're, you know, they, they're unsure of them. I, I would have not, I would have thought that I would be, you know, kind of still warming up to the ministry, but I have, dove in headfirst yeah. with with everything that I've got, and it has been incredible. Yeah. Whenever I ask the question, where do you see yourself in five years, there's always kind of two aspects to it. There's the life aspect, you know, physical things, families, jobs, um, houses, like <laughs> physical health, stuff yeah. like that. And then there's a spiritual aspect to yeah. it, uh, your relationship with Christ, uh, how you're, how you're doing in your walk with Christ. How close are you to God? Yeah. Um, how, how strong is your faith? And, and so people always come with those two different aspects, the physical and the spiritual, whenever they're asked, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about today, though, a guy in the Bible that if you asked him, where do you see yourself in five years? If he talked, Physical, he would have been wrong every single time you asked him because his life changed so much. But if you were asking him, spiritually speaking, where do you see yourself in five years in regards to your relationship with God? He would have been right every single time. Um, the guy I'm talking about, obviously, well, maybe not obvious to everybody, but it's Joseph. Um, we read about him, you know, towards the tail end of the book of Genesis, very first book of the Bible. And Joseph had a incredibly up and down life, but an incredibly consistent spiritual life. From Um, every, from everything that we can tell, he had a very consistent spiritual life. Yeah. Everything that's written about in scriptures, his, his actions, the way that he speaks to people, everything that he does. Mm -hmm denotes a love and appreciation and, and a healthy fear and respect of God. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're first introduced to Joseph, Genesis chapter 37. Um, he is the youngest of his brothers, um, and he's his dad's favorite. He has a dream that um, uh, all of his brother's uh, wheat is bowing down to his wheat that they've gathered from the field. Um, tells his brothers about it as though it's like they're bowing down to him. Uh, his brothers don't like that. And so he goes from being his favorite in his dad's household, yeah. wearing a coat of many colors, yeah. which is a sign of incredible respect and honor yeah. um, to his brothers ripping that coat off his back, tearing it, pouring goat's blood on it to make it look like he was he was killed. And then they sold him. Yeah. Literally sold him, their own brother, they sold him. And so, you know, talk about an up and down life. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody um, in America 
can say they've had as much of an up and down life as Joseph. So he goes from being sold by his brothers to then sold by the the slave traders that bought him from his brothers. Those slave traders then sold Joseph to this man in Egypt, his um uh, to, to Potiphar. Um, and Joseph is working in Potiphar's household and he kind of climbs up through the ranks of the servants in his household. And now all of a sudden we find Joseph in charge of Potiphar's household. So rewind a little bit when Joseph is growing up, you know, if you asked him five years from now, where do you see yourself? He's probably thinking, you know, like I'm going to be on my way to, you know, kind of running my dad's household. You know, when my dad starts getting old, I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be in charge of stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's in slavery. If you asked him when he was in slavery, where do you see yourself in five years? He might have said, I might be dead. You yeah. know, or like, still enslaved. Or still enslaved. He, he's just yeah. completely unsure of what he's expecting. And then all of a sudden, he finds himself in charge of Pharaoh's household. And so if you asked him then, where do you see yourself in five years? He'd probably say, you know, still working for um, – I said Pharaoh, didn't I? He's in charge of Potiphar's household. If you asked him then, where do you see yourself in five years? He probably would have said probably still running Potiphar's household, still um, making uh, everything perfect for his master for Potiphar. Um, Then what happened is Potiphar's wife saw that Joseph was a good-looking man, decided that she wanted to sleep with Joseph. But Joseph was a, a man of God. He had wanted nothing to do with that. And so, so he fled, he ran away. Um, she grabbed hold of his cloak and, um, and he essentially just ran out of his clothing as she was trying to, to grab hold of him. And so then she framed him, made it look like Joseph was trying to, uh, to come and take advantage of her rather than the other way around. And so Joseph goes from being the top of Potiphar's household to Potiphar thinking that he's been betrayed by Joseph and putting him into prison. Yeah. And so then if you ask Joseph, you know, where do you see yourself? And, and you have to go 10 years at this point because he was in prison for longer than five years. But if you ask Joseph, where do you see yourself in 10 years? He's probably thinking like, man, I'm rotting in an Egyptian prison. Yeah. Well, I think he was in prison for three. I'll have to go back and read that. I think it was about three years. Okay, I, I thought it was seven, um, but we'll, we'll have to go back and check. I might, I might be thinking about the um, the the famine was uh, seven good years and then seven bad years. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, if you want to go back and check that while I'm talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Joseph is is in prison. Uh, he encounters uh, two men in prison, a cupbearer and a baker. Uh, interprets their dreams for him. One of them uh, is put back into his position. One of them loses his life. Um, and then fast forward to the Pharaoh having a dream that he can not understand. And um, and it was the cupbearer, I believe, um, that remembers Joseph, remembers his, uh, his, his interpreting ability by the grace of God. God's the one that's that's telling Joseph what what to say, how to interpret these dreams. And so then he's out of prison. Potiphar then puts him second in command of all of Egypt. Um, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Dadgummit, I keep going back and forth on them, don't I? <laughs> uh, but Pharaoh puts him second in command of all of Egypt. And yeah. so Joseph, like, man, you, you just talk about a roller coaster of a life. Every time you'd asked him, where do you see yourself in five years? He would have been straight up wrong because of all of the changes that happened throughout his life. But if you ask him from a spiritual standpoint, where do you see yourself in five years? From what we read of Joseph, I have a feeling he would have said closer to God, continually, continually serving God, being, being a, 
a child of his, you know, um, and he would have been right every single time because that's the life he lived. He was continually serving God. Um, what were you going to say? So in, in Genesis 40, uh, we see that it says sometime after this, mm. uh, when he is, uh, in, in prison, uh, you know, it, it doesn't give a specific amount of time there, but then you go to chapter 41 and it says after two whole years, so mm. after he had interpreted the dreams for the cupbearer and the uh, 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 the chief baker, after that it had been two years. So we're not sure exactly how long, mm. but there was probably about two years because it was yeah. it was um, after the cupbearer was put back into his place. He did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. End of chapter forty, and I'm reading along with you. Then beginning of forty one, after two whole years, that's when Pharaoh. Had his dream. So, yeah, he was in prison for two years. So, yeah, if you ask him every five years, where do you see yourself? He would have yeah. been wrong. Been but, wrong. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I find that interesting to kind of lay the groundwork for today's discussion. I know I told a very, very long story in order to get to the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. But um, the, the whole point of the question, where do you see yourself in five years, yeah. is just that. What do you... What do you see? What do you want? What are you expecting yeah. in life and not just physical life, but spiritual life? Yeah. Um, what What are your goals? What are you wanting? Um, and so I, I was having a Bible study with a couple of our college kids here at Keller um, a few nights ago, mm-hmm. and we're studying through this devotional book. Well, the devotional book that we're reading for our conversation starters. So a little yeah. plug for conversation starters. Every Monday we drop a new episode uh, with a, a little devotional from this devotional book that was written by a bunch of ministers. But anyways, we're studying through that in our college Bible studies as well. Yeah. And we got to the week on discipline. And um, and the way that discipline is defined in that book is what do you want most now versus what do you want most later? Yeah. And when those two things differ, then it requires discipline to stay true to what you want most later. Yeah. You know, because almost... Every Christian, I don't know any any Christian that would say, later, I want to be closer to God. Yeah. However, in the moment, a lot of things are contrary to that. A lot of things will, will try to pull you away from that. And it's yeah. a matter of what do you want most now versus what you want most later. And that requires discipline. Well, in Joseph's life, he always stayed true to what he wants most as the end goal. Yeah. And that end goal was to be a faithful servant of his. So he could hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know, come and enter the joy of your master. Yeah. So that, that, that was what Joseph always kept as, as his goal, as his, as the thing that he's chasing after. Yeah. Um, and he never reached the point where he became satisfied. Yeah. And, well, and that's, I, I, Sorry, I, I keep rambling on, but I think that's the thing that, that we really need to focus on today is not becoming satisfied at any point in our walk with Christ. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's important that we set goals. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we go through life uh, just kind of willy-nilly not planning for anything, not looking to the future for anything, uh, then, uh, you know, we, we're going to be tossed to and fro by the wind. Right. And, and that may happen anyway, because life has a way of, you know, hitting us and beating us down and, mm-hmm. and then we got to get back up. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's important that we have a plan. You know, I think 
the the patriarchs all throughout history had plans. I think the apostles had plans. You know, Paul went on missionary journeys. Well, he didn't just start walking one day and then turn right and then turn left. I mean, he knew where he was going. He planned where he was going. Yeah. So I think it is important that we plan. But I think it's important that we plan according to God's will. Yep. And and we, we read about that. I believe it's in James chapter two. Um, you know, if anyone you know says, "Well, today or tomorrow, I will go and make a profit," uh, you know, let, you know, he he needs to to check himself. Basically, I'm going to go to the verse actually because I know that the scriptures don't say check <laughs> themselves. But um, but but the idea there is that you know we we have to. Look to the future to see what we're what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, neither of us have children right now, but at some point, Lord willing, I think both of us want children. And if we don't start thinking about now how we're going to raise that child and the things that we're going to teach that child and and how our family life is going to be structured and uh, the the nightly routine that we're going to have, we don't start thinking about that. That doesn't mean we have to have everything planned out exactly, right? But if we don't start thinking about that stuff. It's going to be really difficult once that child is is here to start implementing good stuff, right? And so creating habits, right? Doing all of these things now so that in the future we can have the things that we're wanting, which I think goes to your point, right? Is yeah. we we want things in the future, right? You know, we, we want that big house. We want that nice job. We want X, Y, Z in the future, but today we're too busy watching Netflix or today yep. we're too busy taking a nap on a – you know, Saturday afternoon because we woke up at 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. and uh, and and then you know 2 p.m. rolls around and we're sleepy again. You know, yeah. like uh, the passage you're referencing is James 4:13. Four. That's um, what it is. Thank you. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yeah. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And that's that kind of goes into the whole point of what I'm... Um, what I'll be preaching about when, when I talk about this topic, but also just for today's episode, today's podcast, yeah. it's a matter of making sure that when you say, I want to, to be here five years from now, yeah. I, I see myself doing this for five years from now. Yeah. It's a matter of, is that in relation to your relationship with God, or is that just your own your desire. desires? Well, and, and yeah. the scripture itself even says, you know, you're arrogant because you say, I'm going to go and make profit for a year, yeah. as opposed to, if the Lord wills, I yeah. will go here and do that. So it's not saying don't plan. It's not saying don't look to the future. It's not saying don't think about where you're going to be. Yeah. It's saying that God has to be at the forefront of all of your plans. Yeah. God has to be the center of, of your life. And directing your path and your steps is uh, either the, one of the Psalms or Proverbs says. Yeah. Well, and, and when he is the center of your life, when things go up and down, when things go on a roller coaster, when yeah. we go through an, a pandemic, when we have the building flood, when we um, have crazy things happen, but God is your rock, God is the center of all of your goals and all of your desires, then you come out five years later and and you realize like, wow, my life is way better off than it was five years ago, yeah. even though it seems like it's been crazy 
five years, yeah. like the past five years. Yeah. And and so that's the whole point is when, when God is the center, yeah. then no matter what happens in life, whether or not you reach those goals or not, yeah. whether or not um, things seem like they are, are going good or bad, you can turn back five years five years later. And if God is your rock, if God is the center of your life, then you can say, I am better off than I was. Even if not physically, spiritually you are, right? I mean, Joseph is a prime example of that. Even if he's not physically better off, spiritually, he is closer to God. One of the the Proverbs that that I think goes really well with this is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. It says, the heart of man plans his way, Hmm. but the Lord establishes his steps. Yep. We are to make plans and we are to look to the future and, and we're to, you know, where are you going to be at five years from now? Well, that's a perfectly acceptable question. And yeah. it's something that we should be thinking about and something we should be considering. And if we are thinking about that and considering it, it needs to be in the in the scope and in the light and in the lens of what does God want for me? Yeah. And, you know, for, for those who are in high school, you know, God really doesn't care where you go to college. God cares what you do when you're at college. Yeah. God doesn't really care what job you have as long as it's not a sinful job, right? But God wants you to serve him wherever you're at. Yep. You know, God doesn't care uh, where you live, what city. God cares what you do, where you're planted. Exactly. And so it's really important that we understand that God really doesn't care about so many of the things that we may care about. Yeah. God cares about the more important things. What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our life? How are we influencing serving people mm-hmm. in his name? And so yep. – um, you know, I, I really like the question of, you know, where are you going to be in five years? I, I think it's such a such an important question. You know, the, the first time I heard it was actually in high school. My principal, uh, Dr. Dr. Hollingsworth, had this thing that he would go around. He'd, what's your five-year plan? He'd ask the freshmen. He'd ask the sophomores. He'd have the juniors. He'd ask everybody, what's your five-year plan? Everybody at that point was like, dude, I don't know. They're like, I hope I have a diploma by yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what class I'm going to next. Like I gotta yeah. look at you know. Yeah. And uh but but the reality is that's such a good question. And yeah. uh it's 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 an important one because we do need to be planning where we're gonna be. And even if it doesn't work out that way, that's okay. Yep. Because we've got God. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point is regardless of, of your own plans, whether they work out or they may not work out. That's going to be fine either way. Yeah. The most important thing, though, is that you have God. Yes. If your plans end up working out for you, but you don't have God, that's a loss. If your plans don't work out for you and you do have God, that's a win. So that's kind of the the whole point of where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. The physical things don't matter nearly as much as the spiritual things. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's. All I've got, I know this is going to be a little bit shorter conversation, but I think it's a a pretty simple one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll let you close this out here in a second. But uh, I, I do think that, you know, look into the scriptures and looking at how how the people in the scriptures planned out their lives in order to serve God is, is important. You know, mm-hmm. Hannah planned for Samuel to yep. serve his entire life. Yep. And she said, for this child, I have prayed, yep. um, which... Speaking of, so I always wear this um, cross necklace around my neck. Yeah. I've got three things that are on this necklace. Obviously a cross uh, here, number one. Yeah. Then the other thing is a Texas quarter 
that, uh, you know, on, on quarters, they always put states on them, or at least they used to. I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, but it's a quarter with the state of Texas. Um, somebody punched out the middle of the quarter so it could turn into like a, a ring and I put on my necklace because uh, I'm a Texan through and through. But this last little thing I've got on my necklace here, um, it says, for this child I've prayed. And my parents gave that to me when I went off to college. A uh, reference to Hannah yeah. uh, when uh, she had Samuel and she said, for this child, I have prayed. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember why you brought that up, but it, it made me think of this and it, it just reminded me that it's a matter of, of keeping God first in your life, praying to him yeah. for all things, yeah. keeping him your number one line of communication, yeah. working all of your plans through him to make sure they glorify him yeah. and do things to glorify him, not to glorify yourself. Yeah. So well, and it, the, the third thing that you said there was the reason that I brought it up was making sure that we are putting all of our plans through God mm-hmm. uh, and, and really that we are planning, you yeah. know, just, you know, there's, there's a saying that I've, I've heard and I've, I've used quite, quite often is if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Hmm. And um, I, I think that, we need to know where we're going. Yeah. You know, we're going to heaven. If we're going to heaven. Only one road will take you one there. road that will take us there. Yeah. And, and that's God's path. That's God's will. It's God's plan. So yeah. anyway, that's that's all I've got. So I'll let you close this out. All righty. Well, we appreciate y'all uh, faithfully listening to us for nearly two years now. This has been a, a fun ride, and I'm looking forward to the next two years. You know, I think it was about two months ago when we hit uh, a major milestone of 10,000 downloads, um, you know, this the growth that we've seen from this podcast. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we've reached over what I think seventy different countries. We are. I actually looked it up. I think we're at like fifty four, fifty six, fifty. So yeah, mid fifties in the countries. Yeah. Over thirteen hundred different cities. Yes. Um, all six continents because Antarctica doesn't count. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we're at fifty four total countries. So, so much yeah. growth that we've seen. Um, yeah through this this podcast that we've done. Yeah. Um, we appreciate y'all's support so much. Yes. We appreciate the encouragement. And so we just, you know, ask that it keeps coming. You know, d- don't don't forget to to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and your comments on these episodes. Yeah. Um, and if you have requests for any other episodes, feel free to reach out to us. So we appreciate y'all. And uh, you can just stick around and listen to how you can contact us if you so desire. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. 
Uh, we do our best to provide uh, biblical and, and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.